what's the secret to flirting in the Me Too era? Guys, I've been saying this all along. I'm perfect. Ask a dating coach. Still mind blown that the dating coach said to be like Brent. We got special guest Connell Barrett joining us, Mr. Dating Coach himself, and he is from New York on Zoom, and he's joining us on I'll Have a Double, and it starts right now. Uh Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of I'll Have a Double, the podcast. What is up? I am Wandy. I am Brent Crable. I am Jesse Cool. Before you do anything, be sure to smash that like button and subscribe and holler at us on our YouTube channel. Comments, you know, interact with us. Let us know that we are in the building. Let us know that you guys are watching. We appreciate that. Shout out to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all you guys. And thank you guys for listening to our podcast every week. And as we talk about all the time on our show, we always want someone smarter than us on our show. Not hard to do. Not it's not Super not that easy. difficult. Yep. Um, but I think we have someone who may be a little smarter than us. Although when it comes to dating, we got about thirty plus years of dating experience in this well, room. Well, right and also if you count the dates, like that's like that's like seven in doggy years. So like I don't know, it's like twenty one hundred years. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. And uh, that's an animal fact. <laughs> animal fact. Well, hey, our guest today has spent a lot of years training with the world's uh, best relationship and self-development experts. He, Brent, has a okay. mission. One mission. Okay. Is to help defeat loneliness and attract their soulmates as their most authentic and confident selves. I think John F. Kennedy said that. <laughs> I think I think Connell said it first. Oh. Uh, he, he's the founder and executive coach of DatingTransformation.com. This man has had publications in, like, Maxim, Playboy. Ooh. First of all, I didn't know they had uh, yeah, articles I, in Yeah, like, who, and who's... Who's reading a Maxim and going like, "Gee, I really, I really need to know how to date or Playboy or Playboy." Well, but how to date them? How to date them? Yeah, that would now I would subscribe yeah. to that. So yeah. it's a good idea that he's in there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, he's been in Cosmo. He's Esquire. He's been in Old Magazine. He knows Oprah. God damn, we gotta ask him about that. Oh, 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 he does yeah. Oprah. And then he's been on TV shows like Access Hollywood and the Today Show. Wow. We got someone that's been on the Today damn. Show that's joining us right now. And he got his forthcoming book coming out, Dating Sucks But You Don't. And he is with us today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Connell Barrett. Hey, guys. Juan, Brent, Jesse, thanks for having me. What's that was an amazing on? intro. Oh, That yeah. was such a nice intro. I think that I'm actually too good for the show. So I'm just going to actually yeah. delete. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, uh, <laughs> you stop it. Well, kidding. <laughs> kidding. Thanks for having me. That would be thanks our, for having our me. most successful podcast. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I just my, walk off. I, I think the, the first question that I have is like, at what point did you say, you know what? I need to start helping people, you know, dating. Or, or how did you become mm-hmm. a dating coach? How did that all yeah. start? It started because first I had to fix all the problems I had with women and dating. I was mostly dateless up until my early 30s, except for one woman who married me, and then she dumped me nine weeks after our wedding. Uh, And if there's one – no, no, we didn't have time. Didn't have time for that. (laughs) And uh, if there's one thing a man never wants to hear during the newlywed period, something that a coworker said to me – a guy I worked with at the time, he said, hey, I saw your wife today on the back of another guy's Harley. Mm. So that Ooh. was definitely a, a bad sign. Ooh. So after my marriage ended and I struggled with the friend zone and yeah. approach anxiety and all the things that guys can struggle with with dating, I decided to finally fix this. And I, I began to travel the world working with 
cool coaches, working with some sketchy pickup artists, a little bit of everything. I just wanted to try everything. Mm. I just wanted to figure out what worked. And I finally kind of transformed my confidence, my ability to be my best authentic, attractive self with women. And once I realized how cool and awesome and amazing this is, I said, I got to, I got to bottle this and teach it. And that's what the book is. It's, it's a, it's a bottle of how to be confident, how to flirt and how to get your girlfriend, the kind of girlfriend you've always wanted. I, I have so many questions already. Um, when you, so you traveled the world and you were, I guess, how does, how does that start? How do you go like, God, I'm not having any success in the dating world. Fuck it. I'm going to travel across the seas to meet someone to show me how to date or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, like where does this start? And it started, well, it started in a Starbucks in here in New York city mm-hmm. on a Sunday afternoon, just like today mm-hmm. around the same time. I saw this beautiful brunette sitting by herself with her iced coffee in the middle of a, of the Starbucks with, with a, open empty chair next to her and i tried so hard to approach her she was totally my type she looked like my crush at the time which was katie holmes before tom cruise got his claws in her post (laughs) pre-cruise so before she was okay before she was uh uh entered the the cult yeah Yeah. and i so i really really wanted to talk to this girl and I, i i didn't approach her but i tried to approach her i actually circled her chair two or three oh. times trying to get up the courage, but something held me back. I kept thinking, no what if I'm creepy? What if people, what if people see me get shot down? I was afraid of rejection. And that very night I went online and started just Googling for coaches who work with guys in this area. So I didn't say I'm going to travel the world that day, gotcha. but okay. that day I did say, I'm going to learn how to approach women and find out why I don't have the confidence and what it takes. Mm. And then it was, it, that was my gateway drug moment where that led to this journey of, oh, I've got to, I've got to go deeper and deeper. So the, the world traveling was sort of part of me going down the rabbit hole of meeting yeah. all these approaching and dating experts. You know, all I can think about right now is you walking around this table, like looking yeah. at her the whole time. You're just like walking around, going and, and, and going like, <laughs> like, like I don't want to, I don't want to be creepy and do the like. But meanwhile, as, as they're walking circling. around, she's like, "What the fuck is this guy?" Walking he's literally mumbling, right. "I don't want to be creepy." As he yeah. said, "I don't right. want to be creepy." What's, what I'm saying. what's 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 not creepy? What's creepy about saying I don't want to be creepy? I don't want to be creepy. Uh, yeah, one of the things, one of the things I learned it's in my book is I call it the three second rule. Mm-hmm. If you're going to approach, you got to do it in three seconds or yep. less. Hmm. Because if you don't, you're going to get in your head. Yep. And you know, the, the longer you wait, the heavier the weight, the mm. harder it is to do it. So you just got to do yeah. it. I agree with. I this. didn't realize that. I agree with this. Also, in a sense of, have you ever like uh, been in a circle of friends and say like, uh, uh, it's it's us three, but but y'all don't know each other. And like we walk up and and we're saying you know hi to each other and I'm like yo and if Juan doesn't like introduce himself or you don't introduce yourself within like the first three to five seconds, no that the, the train passes and you yeah. can't yeah. like you just have to keep talking like yeah. as if you kind of know each other yeah. and then the whole time you're like I don't fucking know this person, yeah. but you can't go like hey like I'm you know yeah it's too late now it's too late but, yeah the that train's, train's passed, passed. You yeah gotta, you gotta hit it you gotta hit it then I like three it. seconds three second rule it's a good rule yeah. well. I want to the, the one of the first things when it comes to the book, um, I want to go ahead and get this uh, get this in because on this podcast, Brent has said numerous of times that nice guys finish last. He is very adamant about it, and so it was funny when I read you know your book and you talked about nice guys finish first. 
So can you kind of like uh, dive into that a little bit and see if you can uh, right. could change Brent around? Yeah, I think one of the biggest myths in dating is that nice guys can't have success with women. Uh, and I think w the truth of that is, well, guys who are cowardly in their behavior yes. or guys who supplicate or put a woman on a pedestal, those guys are going to struggle. But that you can be nice but still have strength. Here's what, here's what, here was my big epiphany, a big breakthrough. I met a woman named Julie. She's a Maxim model and an actress and just one of those West Coast stunners, right? Yeah. Um, and she and I were talking one night and, and she said, you know what? I love nice guys. I think nice guys are sexier than six pack abs as long as they have a backbone, as long as they have some leadership qualities, as long as he doesn't just kiss my ass and say what I want him to hear. Um, as long as he leads me on the kind of date I want. She's like, we're dying for nice guys to talk to us. We're so, she's speaking on behalf of beautiful women. Mm -hmm. We're so sick of, of arrogant, douchey, uh, toxic men. We would love a nice guy as long as he has a backbone. And that's part of what my book is about. It's about, hey, you can be that nice, genuine guy you are, but you still have to have some strength. You have to bring something to the table and and have the courage and confidence and strength to be your real self. And um, look, I'm the nicest guy in the world. I mean, I literally help little old ladies cross the street um, with their consent, of course. Happen. I don't yeah. I don't force myself on them. But uh, <laughs> I'm like a nice guy from Ohio. But I've done pretty amazing with women because I know how to channel and show that backbone, that strength. And women get the best of both worlds. The nice guy who's lovey-dovey and sweet, but also a man. And of course, women want to be with a man. So I will agree when I so when I talk about the nice guy not finishing or the nice guy that finishes last, I'm talking about the the no back the guy that's that's uh, and forgive me for my language the the guy that's a pussy the guy that like won't like he's too nice he won't make a he won't do he won't make a move he won't uh, speak right. up he won't uh, you know he won't call the shots. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean, right? And I like totally. And a lot of times, you know, I mean, I, I guess I'm the the show douchebag, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> at the same time, if I take out a girl, like I'm, I, I'm still nice. Like I'm still gonna be accommodating for uh, the night and what they want, and like you know, very like very nice to where they're they're not gonna be like, oh, that guy's an asshole. But I'm gonna be like pointed and like know the direction. And when I say the nice guys finish last, it's the guy that. That's like, well, what do you want to do? And he's just constantly, he doesn't, right. like, he doesn't know what he wants, right? And those guys right. will finish last because I think we all know, like, a, a, a woman wants you to know what you, like, you know, she wants you to have a plan. You, yeah. like, you know what you want, right? That's what is attracted to them. Yeah. Well, well and there is something that I say on the show a couple of times that he who hesitates masturbates. Ooh. So, um. <laughs> right. Yeah, you've got to be and decisive. Juan hasn't masturbated in a decade. Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I, I think that a lot of women, the women who do date assholes, quote unquote assholes, the not nice guys mm -hmm. who sometimes steal the girl, the bad, let's call them bad boys or assholes. The reason why women are attracted to those guys, it's not the abusive assholeish behavior. It's the fact that that's, that's a signal that he's got strength. Okay. okay, he's a jerk, but at least he tells it like it is. He doesn't right. take my shit. He leads. So I say let's let's give women the best of both worlds. Let's be a nice, solid guy like any of you three, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, and myself for sure. Mm -hmm. Let's be a nice, solid guy, but also a little backbone, strength. Yeah. Um, 
it's a cliche, but be authentic, be yourself, because uh, you can basically steal some of the bad boy moves. And there's tips in the book how to I give how to give women these little fun emotional spikes that make them giggle and flirt mm. back and like you. That's what the bad boys do naturally because they're just kind of speaking their mind. I want nice guys to basically steal the bad boy's leather jacket and put it on, but mm. still be his awesome good self. And that's what women want. Women don't want the asshole. They want the nice guy with that backbone and strength. So basically, this is like the scene from Revenge of the Nerds. Where the, the nerdy dude <laughs> brings that chick in the cave or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. For those uh, out there that remember Revenge, Revenge of the, the Nerds. nerds. Uh, hey, anything that makes me think of young Kim Cattrall, I'm in a happy place. Hey. Oh, oh, oh you oh, you just hit it on. Man, Mannequin? What? Yeah. Mannequin. Oh, my what? God. Mannequin. Oh mannequin. I think I started puberty during Mannequin. She's... <laughs> well, the actual, you started puberty right then and there. Like, Kim Cattrall uh, kicked it in. It's either mannequin or flash dance with the leg warmer scene. Uh, um, I like it. That's why I love eighties parties for yeah. that reason. The, the, I, the same, yes, yep. same. Before you move, <laughs> absolutely. Up, before you move on, Juan. So okay. uh, back to, to, just to stay on this just for one second. So the bad boy, good guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think we could spend a whole podcast on this, but. What like when you're talking to um, you know the guys about like you know stealing some of the bad boy moves or whatever? Yeah. Uh, what about the guy that is the bad boy, but mm-hmm. maybe doesn't want to be? What what like what is your advice to him? Nice. Be nice and <laughs> and but be nice, but lead. I think the the word is lead. Lead the date. Lead the conversation. Lead the date somewhere. Have it go somewhere. Last night I had a great date. I went out with a girl on a second date and we had tapas. We went to another bar. We went to a different spot in that bar. We went to my rooftop for drinks. I just led her on the journey. We both wanted it to go Mm -hmm. without any weirdness or like weird alpha male bullshit. Exactly. I took her to my seduction location. (laughs) Um, Anyway, um, so for that, well, that's a really deep question you just asked because Part of my journey learning about this stuff was I worked with all these guys who said, Connell, go out and be an asshole. Mm. Uh, go out and be a dick to women. You're too nice. And I said, well, okay, I'll do what my coach says. I'll, that's why I'm paying yeah. him. And I, and I went out for – he told me to go out for a month. I, I, I lasted less than two weeks. And I went out and I was really polarizing. And I would say these really aggressive, assertive things. Like a woman would be dancing at the bar and I would point at her and go, no, 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 no dancing. I don't know, whatever the fuck that is. That was a move I learned. And women looked at me like I was an alien. Mm-hmm. I felt like an idiot. It didn't work. Um, and it was when a woman very rightfully poured a, a half a pitcher of ice water down my shirt because I was being such a douchebag. When I said, I said, you know what? Let Who me ordered try the ice to... water, the pitcher of ice water. It actually, <laughs> That's the real question. It was, it was sitting on a waitress, okay. waitress gotcha. station nearby. Gotcha. Mm. Um, I realized, hmm, I think there's a better way. So to that guy, I would say, look, dude, the reason why you're being an asshole, you're putting on a mask because you think that's what women want. And take that mask off uh, and show her something that's more vulnerable, but combined with that strength and backbone that we talked about. That's what women want. Yeah, well, um, Connell, we got story time. I did the same thing. Uh, I was living in Vegas, and I was out there for about a month and a half, and it just wasn't working out for me from the dating world. 
and all I saw was all the douchebags, the dudes that were sleeved all the way up. Like, they were getting all the girls, and I thought that I was being too nice. So I said, you know what? I'm going to act like them for about a week and just see what happens. You got a fake sleeve. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Get the fake sleeve. And, and I went out there, and I literally mimicked them, and the shit was working. I mean, it was really working. But I didn't like it. Because yeah. I wasn't being myself. You know what I mean? And then yeah. I kind of like looked at the girls going, wow, why would you be with somebody that would act this way? But it was literally working. But I, I did not enjoy it. I mean, part of it I enjoyed. But at the end of the day, I didn't really enjoy it because I felt like I wasn't being myself. You know? And, right. And, but, yeah, I mean, I we talk about this on the show all the time about, you know, women complain about douchebags all the time. But you never see a douchebag by himself. He always got women. You know what I'm saying? And so and we see the girls here in Dallas. I don't know what it's like really in New York. I know Jesse has spent a lot of time in New York, but it just seems like, especially here in Dallas, it seems like those guys are rewarded so much here in, here in Dallas. The douchebag dudes, women complain about them day and night, but yet those dudes are always with the girls. They're always with the yeah. girls that guys like us that are single want to be dating. They're already dating those guys. Yeah. But they complain and about them the entire about time. And they complain about they're them the com- entire time. They complain about those guys, Yeah, but yet – they're with those guys. They're with those guys. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Right. Well, no, those those guys do have success in the right context because especially like in approaching an approach setting or a club setting. Mm-hmm. Because a douchey a douchey outgoing quote unquote alpha male, that might that might be his natural self. Maybe he's really extroverted, which is fine. I mean, that will work with, with some women because he's gonna get attention. He's gonna get women reacting to him. And that expressiveness, that sort of bigness that an extroverted guy has Mm -hmm. um can be very powerful however my sweet spot is coaching more introverted guys guys who are more in their head more um not naturally the life of the party and what i teach them uh in my coaching and in the book and just sort of in life in general is how to unlock your a, a side of you that actually is way more assertive and outgoing than you might think um Yes, introverts do struggle at the start of, say, a night out meeting women. But once you get some momentum using the system that I teach and, and talk about in my book, uh, once you start taking action, that, that introverted, judgmental, passive part of your brain switches off. And all of a sudden, you just light up and become what I call the higher self. Because nice. every one of us, all three of you and myself, we all have a, a version of ourselves that is us that are most authentic, dialed in, present, and amazing. Even the introverted guy. Uh, and once we get out of that headspace from that from that lower doubting self into this what I call radically authentic higher self, then you're just as attractive as the douchebags, but you get to be a nice guy too. Um, hope that makes sense, at least in theory. Yeah, basically, uh, if I could sum it up, guys, he is Marty McFly coaching George McFly <laughs> how to beat out Biff. How to take Biff out. Yeah. Back to the future. Hey, you. Get, Get your, your damn, damn hands, hands off her. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yep. I have a DeLorean, and uh, I, hang, I hang out with an old physicist. That's, yeah. you know, just who Marty! I am. Marty! Can you play the guitar, too? Are you friends with... Uh... I do. My, my, my guitar is sitting right over <laughs> oh, here. Your okay. listeners don't want to hear it. Your listeners don't want to hear it, <laughs> yeah. but I can. Um, well, you, you, you touched on two th- other things that I know you talked about in your book. Uh, you mentioned self-doubt. Um, yeah. I really, you know, when, when, when you, when I saw that, I thought about how, you know, we talk about on the show, like 
women think sometimes men are just these Neanderthals that just wake up in the morning and grunt and just go out there and just, you know, hunt and then grab women and put them on our shoulders and take them home. They don't understand that there's some, some there's some vulnerabilities with men. There are some there's reasons why we do do I did say do 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 yeah. things yeah. you know what I mean it's not just <laughs> right. it's not just we just do them just because like there's reasons behind it the way we grew up who we were around who raised us yeah. all of these things so we talk about self doubt rarely people look at men having like these type of insecurities and things like that when we're out in the world dating jobs like that but so talk to us a little bit about you know from a man standpoint of like how you deal with men that may have self doubt oh I think I think every I shouldn't say every, the majority of straight single men, for that matter, straight men, period, have a real deep-seated fear of not being enough for women, of not feeling attractive. I think this is something that's wired into all of us. There's really two or three ways men feel like men, right? Or two or three big ways, money, career, success, Mm -hmm. fitness, muscles, being strong, and women, being attractive to women. And this was the core marrow deep fear that was the reason why I could not approach that woman at Starbucks. And to, t- to just to give your, your listeners, that guy who's listening to this, who wants to approach a woman or who wants to, t- to take some kind of romantic risk, but he doesn't do it. The reason is not because he doesn't know what to say. The reason is not because um, he's in his head and isn't witty. It's because he fears that if she rejects him, he's going to find out he's not enough. And if he finds out he's not enough, this is a story, not the truth, but if he finds out he's not enough, he will say to himself, I guess I'm going to have to settle or be alone. And that's an existentially scary thing to, to, to deal with when you're approaching a woman. So what happens is the cause of approach anxiety is this existential moment of reckoning where it's not you walking up to a girl. It's you finding out if you're worthy of attractive women. That's fucking scary. <laughs> so what I help guys do is realize, you know what? You've got outdated software that's creating these doubts. You've got Windows 97 dating software. Mm, we need to update it. it to the new iPhone uh, X something operating system. And sure, there's still going to be butterflies when you approach or have a date or go for that first kiss. Yeah. But, but what we don't want is that existential angst. So the first thing is to start reprogramming your mind and realizing the ways that you are enough for the kinds of women you want to date. When you can do that, approaching becomes so much easier because it's not judgment day on your worth as a man. It's just talking to a cute girl at a bar. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, my one question is, the there, I feel like there's kind of a flip side of the guy that's uh, maybe he's not afraid to approach a girl. Maybe he's confident, but he's afraid that what if she accepts his advances and then she'll realize that he doesn't have his shit together or doesn't have the money or doesn't have everything that his confidence like gives a fake up. persona type thing. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that, or maybe just like he, you know, he's, he's, you know, like almost like he, Hits on her, and if, if she turns him down, fine. But if she accepts, it's like, oh, shit. Like, now what? what? <laughs> like, what if she, like, well, what if she, like, digs a little too deep? Peek you know behind I mean? the curtain and yeah, see like, all the all the clothes that you just stashed in the other room. Right. You to clean right. your house. You just moved everything. Okay, into don't talk room. about my closet, all right? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> well, come out the closet then, bro. <sighs> wow. Uh, that was a good one. Um, but, you know, what about, I feel like that one, that's. That's another element that I think, you know, is is yeah. something that a lot of guys probably deal with too. 
So can can you stay with stay with this guy for a second, if you would, Brent? What might be one or two of the things he's afraid that she'll find out? Uh, I guess in this scenario, like, what if he, what if he isn't as successful as he as she thinks? What if he, uh, I don't know. What if he isn't as good in bed or as a good as small this? Penis. Or, or, or yeah, what if that's uh, or what? If, I mean, any of those. Okay. Like there's four or five things that guys like really like, yeah, right, yeah, that really you know trigger a guy. What if it's one of those? Yeah. you know, yeah. So that's essentially the same essential fear. It's just not existential. It's not an it's not an identity fear. Mm-hmm. The identity fear that I described is, oh no, I hope I don't find out I'm not good enough for women. The guy who's worried about, oh, what if she finds out I'm not rich? Or what if she finds out I live with my mom or whatever it is? Um, that guy has more of a that's more that's more of a situational limiting belief. He might tell himself mm-hmm. a story that, you know what? The only guy that women like that go for have to make six figures a year. Now, mm-hmm. she may or may not want a rich guy, but that's a limiting belief that holds him back. Or it might be, oh, she wouldn't want to date me. I, I live with my my family. I have a client actually who does live with his family right now. And he was so in his head about this when he first came to me. This was this was keeping him from approaching women, to your point, mm-hmm. Brent, because he was afraid that, hey, I can't bring her home. I can't admit this. And we looked at it and realized he's actually supporting his family. He brought them into to his home during COVID as a way to support them, oh, which is man. a total a total reframe. Yeah. But in his head, in right. his head, I'm under the roof with mom, so that yeah. means I'm not good enough. Oh, wow. And we have to we have to go through and, and kind of pull out the, these weeds, mm-hmm. pull out these these vi- uh, viruses, whatever the analogy is, and notice what holds us back and say, wait a minute, okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm not making hundred grand a year or a million or whatever, but guess what? Does every woman need a super rich guy? How many of those 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 sleeved douchey guys that you talked about mm-hmm. are all those guys rich and successful or are some of them probably well, sleeping yeah. on couches well yeah exactly sleeping yeah. on couches by mom's basements <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. All, yeah all of that well and, yeah. we, and we know like the guy he was describing um i know some we know somebody personally that would hold themselves back of like oh uh, you know like oh i used to be in shape or all oh, this mm-hmm. and that and and we would be like dude like yeah they, like they don't care like yeah. just be be the guy that we know and like the girls are gonna like you know what i mean like or i got a kid yeah. or yeah know, just like I, i'm like these are excuses like they don't like they don't right care like uh because at, at the core this person was a good person funny hilarious confident like all these things but held themselves back by the the exterior things that you were talking about like oh i'm, I'm not in shape or i'm not making over 100 whatever these things that i think yeah. you can overcome yeah, I like something. Yeah. That, I like something you said about um, when we were talking about being alone or settle. Yeah, and I like the fact that you said settle because we talk about not settling yeah. on the show all the time. You know, um, when you say settle, what is, what is your definition of settling when it comes to a, a man in relationships, in relationships and dating? Yeah, I mean, it can mean a few things. For me, it meant getting married to a woman I didn't love because I thought she was the only one who wanted me. Mm. So I settled for that because that felt better at the time than being alone, than being, than being by myself. Mm. And and settling can also mean, well, man, I can't get a date with the kind of beautiful, quality woman that I really want. So I guess I'll settle for this, like, plain okay, Jane. plain Jane. No disrespect to women who aren't beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. deserve love, too. Yeah. 
and Janes. Exactly. Yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> of Janes. So the most common form of settling, I think, is is settling for lack of options and or a lack of quality options in your life. Basically, like, well, I guess I'll marry, not marry, but I guess I'll date. Yep. Yeah. This. This I, I rarely use the number system, but you know, in his mind, let's say she's a five to yeah, him, yeah, right? Yeah. Guess I'll I guess I'll date Fran the five. Yeah. Um, oh, but, Fran? oh my god! <laughs> of course she's a five. Fran? Oh, Fran? Because I'm date Fran the five because <laughs> I'm too afraid or doubtful to even try it with Nanette the nine. So okay, and, and having oh, Nanette, like having Nanette, having Nanette, having Nanette reject him, ten, it, though. Mm-hmm. Having Nanette reject him would really hurt. Right. Going back to that existential thing. So he doesn't even try. So he settles with Fran. Mm. And uh, I have a friend named Fran. Fran, I'm not talking about you, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no Nanette. You know, this Uh -uh. is this is kind of this is like, you know, you would go to the club or the bar, and you're, you're, uh, you're single guys. You're with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're there, and you're looking at girls. And you're talking about the single or the girls over there across the bar that are hot. And you're talking about them, but you don't go and approach them. You're talking about it. Then you make excuses like, oh, well, this or that. Or like, oh, I, yeah. you know, oh, she's probably got a boyfriend or whatever. And like, oh, yeah. my friend's going to tear me apart yeah, if I go over whatever there. Whatever the case is, yeah. rather than just going over there and shooting your shot. Maybe maybe a brick. Who cares? But, you know, it's yeah. that sort of thing. Right. Rather than like right. instead. Then you turn around and whatever. Then maybe you go hit on some chick that's not the girl that you wanted to talk to, rather what? than just going straight up to the girl that you wanted the whole time, shooting your shot. Yeah, it goes in or not. Totally. Well, that's a great analogy. The sports analogy of shooting your shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seven out of the best baseball players, seven out of ten times they don't get a base hit. Yeah. Seven out of ten times they fail at the plate, quote unquote fail, but that'll get them in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what a lot of guys do is they don't think of approaching. Let's stick with approaching for the moment. They think that approaching one bad reaction, two bad reactions is going to feel so existentially painful yeah. that they don't even try again. Mm-hmm. What if Tom Brady threw an interception and then just retired? Yeah. Like <laughs> he never would have won a Super yeah. Bowl. The I'll rules of the off. game are set up. Yeah. The rules of the game are set up so that you aren't supposed to attract every woman. In fact, um, you probably won't attract most women. Even the coolest, best-looking guys, Thank he's going to get blown out plenty of the time, like mm-hmm. Brent. So, um, but what 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 stops that guy is from taking action. That that example you just gave of oh, you know what, those girls are hot, but let me get another drink first. Or yeah. hey, let me just uh, go back to the bathroom. Right, right. Um, I, I once went out when I was first getting into this. I went out one night with, without my coach, who wasn't there to push me. I spent about three hours in the bathroom. What? what? Not. And I didn't. I'm not talking. I had a stomach virus. I mean, I was so afraid to approach women that I would basically I would walk around the bar, look at five women I wanted to approach. And then I'd be like, uh, maybe I'll run in the bathroom and just wash my hands a little bit. <laughs> I was basically hiding from approaching. Oh, what was I really hiding from? I was hiding from from what rejection might feel like in my mind. Yeah. So what I want guys to do is say, you know what? And that's because basically I was looking at it as a win lose heads. I win. She likes me. Tails. I suck. I'm ugly. I'm unattractive. Mm. Um, so we have to change that script to heads. I win. She likes me. I get right. a date. I, that'd be amazing. Tails. Uh, I just put a brick in the wall of my character as a man, or I just, or I just got a great story. Right. Or at least, at least I manned up, and my friends are over there at the bar, and I'm taking action, which feels great. So you, we, we reprogram our, our brains to make it a win-win. 
Yeah, and I think what you just said, like that's one of one of the two is. So I think that most of the time we put a we put a bigger onus on the loss than mm-hmm. the win, right? Yes. Like getting like striking out has way more weight than winning, when in reality it doesn't. It's the same. But also like if you notice when you go out with your friends who are in relationships, married, whatever, like at the end of the day, they don't really care whether you get the girl or not. Right. But what they do care about, what what means more to them, like if you go up and talk to a girl and and try and and swing and miss like you know they might rag on you for a bit but they'll respect that but they won't yeah. what they won't respect is the guy that will talk about wanting to do that but never does mm-hmm. that right. guy is the guy that that you know they'll be like you know so i i don't know i i think it's like taking like look you're 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 probably going to lose lose a lot uh, a win is better than a loss stop worrying about the loss just go do it and doing it is, in fact, going and talking to a girl, that's the win. Regardless of Absolutely. the outcome, the win is the fact that you went and shot your shot. That's the win. Yep. Everything that happens after that is just, you know, it, it, it's just, you know, either icing on the cake or it's just a cause of, of whatever's going on. But the win is the, the approach, right? Absolutely. Totally. I mean, Mickey Mantle hit 536 home runs. He also struck out 1,500 times. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that. Yeah. The only way you're going to get those home runs is to strike out now and then, and maybe not even see it as a strikeout. See it as, hey, at least I swung the bat. Yeah, right. But most guys are not even stepping up to the plate because of those fears we talked about. So, so what do we do? First, simply understand, oh, this is what's happening inside of me. This is yeah. why I'm so afraid. Okay, now I'm going to take right action. And I think maybe the most common question I get as a dating coach is, Connell, how can I be more confident? How do I get the confidence to yeah. approach? or to make the move or be that guy. And the answer is, is you have to, you have to earn that confidence Conf- uh, cur- with courage. Mm-hmm. Courage is a currency that buys you confidence. I'll mm-hmm. say that again. Courage is currency that buys you confidence. I had no confidence when I started approaching women, but after my first hundred approaches, all right, I used courage to do them, hands shaking, forehead sweating, but I got some good results. I got some ice water poured down my shirt. Uh, I dealt with, I dealt with it. And then after a hundred, 500, a thousand, whatever the number was, I was like, Hey, I feel differently. Mm-hmm. I've changed. I've, I've grown. And that confidence was there, but I had to uh, invest in it. And you can't, uh, you can't uh, basically talk yourself into confidence. You have to act yourself into confidence. Mm. When I was uh, 19, uh a local pimp. Long, long time ago. Long, long, long time ago. <laughs> a, a, a local pimp uh, gave me some advice. When okay. It, yeah. And um, this. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so get he, you one of these. He said, he said, look here, look here, player. He said, if, if if you're struggling about you know trying to holler at girl, he said, so find the baddest girl in the room, right? Yep. He said, what you do is you got levels. He said, so you got the baddest chick over here. Find the ugliest girl you see in the room, and you start with her. You holler at her and work your way up over to her. He said, because by the time you get to her, he said, you're all lathered up. You got your words together, and you're ready to go. That's pretty much what you said. You're quoting a pimp right now. Thank you. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I quote all the greats. <laughs> Shakespeare. Uh, Hemingway pimp, pimp and, Lucius. Uh, and Lucius and yeah, all the pimps, all the pimps. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's CBS. a good, that's a good strategy. I mean, I like that strategy. No offense to like ugly girl or whatever you mean, but you know, um, I'm just saying he, he was basically saying like, start out with someone that you don't really, you're not really that interested in as far yeah. as getting the, 
your your the warm up line, you know, getting the layups in, stretching out, you know, to get ready to go over there. Totally. Don't just go over there just cold, you know, not warmed Absolutely. up and just going yeah. head first. For those that struggle the nice thing with that. About- yeah. And the nice thing about what that tip, whether he knew it or not, is if you small chunk it that way, if you start again, I don't, I, I don't use a number system, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. If you start with the yeah, fives and sixes, are. just to get loose, right. yeah. then guess what? You you start to feel what you feel like when you're free from needing an outcome, right? Mm-hmm. That's the nice thing about yeah. what that what like Fran that. the five yeah. can do for Coming. you. Let's talk to Fran the five for a few minutes. <laughs> feel that sense of, oh, wow, my words are getting wittier. I feel loose. I feel fun. Now, when you walk up to to the quote unquote hotter girls, you have a reference point for what you want to feel like. Yeah. Now, you might not be as chill as you were with the five, but at least you're getting some of that social momentum and um, talk to 10 different women. And after a while, your, your, your brain switches off what their number is and you're just completely amazingly awesome with all of them and that's when the magic happens because the way you want to talk to the 9.9 is the way you talk to the five which is no pressure no no uh all good either way maybe yeah. we'll hit Hold it off maybe drink. we won't mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, but you got to follow a process just to, to to totally give you a, another uh, fun technique completely opposite of what that your pimp told you is just something to try you, oh, you can crazy. also do it the other way sometimes i'll take my client out pre-COVID, soon, post-COVID, is we're in a bar, we're in a club, we're in a lounge, and I say, all right, who is the scariest, most intimidating woman you see here? Who is the least approachable and most beautiful woman here? Mm. And he might he might point to whoever, a gorgeous model stunner sitting in the roped-off section surrounded by four other hot women and seven guys, mm-hmm. right? Guess who he's got to approach to start the night off? Wow, to start the night off. One the of those first guys? one. The yeah, first one, the it's like swinging, yeah, it's swing. like swinging five baseball bats. Yeah. yeah. And a really cool thing can happen if you do that. Cause your, your comfort zone for the whole night, all right. of a sudden massively expands. You're pretty much guaranteed a quote rejection. Yeah. Which, mm-hmm. but not always, but probably, and that frees you from outcome and you give fewer shits and then you can talk to anyone else the rest wow, of the night. Wow. That's great. Which is really powerful. I like yeah. that a you lot. Know, it really is. I mean, all like all of this is like, psychology right yeah in, in a sense of yeah. like if you you go and you do the hardest thing first mm-hmm. now the next time that two girls walk in and clearly single you're you're you know you're you're going to be on top of of your game but what i was going to ask is i like as a dating coach do you ever give a guy like because i've always thought like the the best tool a guy can have is a girl that appears like his girlfriend but it's your friend or whatever but anytime a guy is mm. with a girl and it's like, you know, and she's attractive and and, and, y'all, and it seems like y'all yeah. have a thing, all of a sudden. Yeah, you're the most attractive person in the yeah, room. Yeah, every girl's into you, right? Mm. Every single yeah. girl is into you. Uh, and probably thinking because, you know, thinking it's it's your girlfriend, which is yeah. another whole fucked up situation. But <laughs> anyways, like like that that thing just takes, maybe it takes the edge off. Do you ever like give that approach or does that have a name? Totally. I don't know. What is, what is this? The Bonnie yeah. and Clyde routine? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, there's, there's a chapter in the book called Advanced Ninja Moves. And <laughs> oh, nice. one of the moves is basically what you said is I teach guys how to go out, get a wing woman, mm-hmm. uh, what the pickup artist community used to call a pivot, but I like the word wing woman better yeah. because you're right. If you have a wing woman with you, oh. uh, an attractive friend who's with you, she can approach women for you and a, a beautiful woman talking to another beautiful woman. It's like a knife through butter. That's very beautiful. It's, 
it hooks beautifully, as they say. It hook yeah. the the interest hooks, and so look. I think I don't, I think I'm the world's best dating coach. If I didn't think that I wouldn't have written a book, but I'm not as good as a really cool wing woman. Yeah. <laughs> I can't help a guy as much because guess what? I'm a dude. So um, so you, I, I recommend any anybody listening to this. Here's a good tip: find a, a relatively attractive female friend who would be open to going out with you. Give find some way to give value to her life, whether it's buying her drinks for the night or just yeah. trading favors in some way. And the cool thing about women is most of them love to do this kind of thing. They love matchmaking and, and being out there in the, in the game. Um, and another thing your wing woman can do take it to, to, to share another tip with your, with your guys listening to this is you turn your wing woman into your, your date recruiter, even when you're not with her, yeah. she's out in the town. She meets yeah. a cool woman, send a triple text wing woman texts you and texts, beautiful woman, beautiful new woman. Um, hey, Jenny, you have to meet my friend, Rick. Rick, this is Jenny. I think you guys might get along. Boom. You just got, now you just had a, a matchmaker yeah. essentially yeah. hook it you is, up. Yeah. And you're at home watching Anchorman while this is happening. So you don't even have to be out. Your wing woman is, is, um, is delivering for you. So it's like, I think in the book, I think I call it basically um, recruiting your own uh, mini matchmaker. Mm -hmm. um, and a woman is great at that. Women are great at that. Well, it's funny because a couple of weeks ago I I met this gentleman and he was from San Antonio and he was like, hey, man, I'm just, I just moved to Dallas. You know, I, I don't really know a lot of people. And we got to talking and there was a bartender that he had met once and she was working there. And he was like, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, get a chance to like, you know, ask her out and this yeah. and that. I said, don't ask her out. Yeah. I said, become friends with her. Yeah. I said, mm. I said, she is going to be your magic yeah. bullet. I said, don't try to date yeah. her. That's a good, yeah. Be friends with yeah. her. Make her, I said, I know she's hot. Skip yeah. this. Trust me. There's more of them. I'm like, if she, but y'all become friends, yeah. she is going to take care of you more For than sure. she can yeah. take care and, of and you. If you. And if you ask her out and it gets awkward, now, yeah, now you can't that, go to that bar. Right. So like, yeah, be her friend because mm -hmm. then, Best case scenario, maybe she she's like, why isn't he asking me out? You know what I mean? And she long know, game, yeah, long game. I've heard this before. <laughs> I've heard this. Before. Can I share a tip? Can yeah. I share another tip? Just yes, a tip. just a tip. Just a tip. Uh, another tip from another tip from the book, but here it is right here. Um, find a place that you that becomes what I call your home field advantage, where you know the bartender, preferably mm -hmm. attractive women, but could be dudes too. You know the bartender, you know the waitresses, you know the host. You know your your norm cheers. from Cheers. Yeah. yeah. And w bring your dates there. Yeah, your date will see the way people react to you. Brent, how you doing? Long time no talk. Maybe the the waitress flirts with you this a bit. Shoot the shit. Yeah, uh, yeah it's fedora. And, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what this does is not only are you going to be comfortable there because it's your spot, mm. your date's going to see other people, especially women, approving of you. Mm. Social social proof. There's also something called pre-selection. Pre-selection is when a woman sees other women liking you yeah even if it's not sexual just liking you socially all of a sudden she'll become more connected more attracted to you i i was on my first date with a, a girl who became my girlfriend cat and uh, i didn't set it up this way it just happened to be one of those good nights where everybody who i knew was there we were on a date at my local bar and three or four different people came up to me high five me said hi met her said watch out for this ginger he's bad news and then at the end of the night, she said, "Everybody here, everybody loves you." Mm -hmm. <laughs> she felt like it kind. Of, remember that scene in Goodfellas when Ray Liotta takes Karen on that first date yeah. where they go to the Copa and they, they he's go the, the man. They go, they go and the she's, they go through the kitchen. You can, 
you can get that kind of vibe with a, a date. Yeah, you can get that kind of vibe on a first date if you find a place that's your home field advantage yeah. where they know you and like you because women notice men who are selected by other people. And, and I think like the home field advantage is huge. I mean, because as a guy, it's you're you're the one yeah. taking them on a date, so why not go play? Right. Why why go play in Seattle if you don't have to? Right. It's you have raining there. It's, it's cold. raining. It's cold. Like you yeah. have your own home field in your backyard. Yeah. Use it to your advantage. And you look better in home white anyway than road yeah, blue. Yeah. And you just know? And use it on. to your advantage. You're gonna feel more comfortable and confident. Like use it. I think the opposite. What happens is sometimes you take them out somewhere and they know everybody there. Yeah. And I've all the dudes are hugging on been her. There. Hey, girl, I ain't seeing you, girl. You look at you, girl. Turn around. Let me see what you're working. Well, like, and you're... See, I was going to bring that up <laughs> because I think that that's the ironic part of this is, like, it, when you take a girl on a date and it's your home field and, like, you know, everyone knows you and girls are hitting on you. What, not hitting on you, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just Showing the, you love. Showing, showing you love, love whatever. Yeah. But but it, it's, a, it's a turn on for them, whereas if a girl were to control that <laughs> yeah. and it's her home field and guys are coming in, everybody, and then all of a sudden a guy feels a little, like, like well, what the like? Yeah. What, what the? F- you know what I mean? Like yeah. that just yeah kind of shows our insecurity in that sense, I guess. As a general rule, I do agree that if if possible on for that at least that first date, bring her into your world rather than enter hers. Mm-hmm. Not saying you might don't not come back. ever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm not saying don't go to her party and meet her friends, but for that first date. Men, we want to we want to basically show her a world that we want her to invite her into. Aladdin, uh, look at the Aladdin world. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. right. <laughs> Take her on your magic carpet ride. Yeah. Um, meet her friends, meet her crew later, but bring her into your world first. Because women and men, I feel like my my model of this is you want to bring her into your your movie, right? Mm. Your Goodfellas movie, but minus now. the murder yeah. and violence. Um, bring her into your world and then that's that's a stronger frame to create something from rather than entering hers at least from that first date or two well, so, so another, that's so, why the home field is important yeah so then what if, so when you're coaching what if you have a guy that doesn't have a home field or maybe or maybe his home field isn't Maybe he's maybe he's Toronto from Raptors. Yeah, maybe he's in Cleveland or something. Maybe it's not. Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's not so friendly. You know? yeah, yeah. You don't go to Be nice to Ohio. Be nice sorry, to Ohio. Sorry, sorry, but you know what I'm saying. Like, what if, what if it's not? What if he doesn't have that? That, that uh, you know, he hasn't doesn't have that foundation of of a, a home base. You know, where where he's everywhere is like almost like a you know neutral site or a visiting site. Uh, it takes about a week. You literally go looking for a, a place or two that works for you. Okay. Walk in, spend, take a little time, go there two or three nights, uh, tip well, mm. and get everybody's first name. Say, hey, I'm new to the area or I'm yeah. new to your place. This is awesome. Basically, this is so little effort goes into this. Yeah. But I mean, there's effort, but it's not very much. Uh, tip really well. Not crazy, but like yeah. let them remember you, notice yeah. you. You'll have that place in about a week. If you don't have it yet, do that um, first. So and do yeah. that first before yes. you it's have groundwork. Yeah, the groundwork. That's what yeah. you do before you get on yeah. Tinder, Bumble, any of that. You you go you you set up shop. Yeah, okay. and if you want to go even deeper, get two places. One place okay. that's kind of a cool, classy yeah. cocktail spot. Yeah. More the luxe. After. And then like a fun down and dirty dive. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite questions to ask a girl before a first date. I have one tonight. It's um so. Are you more of a down and dirty dive kind of girl or are you more like a classy cocktail chick? The truth is most women are both. Yeah. But yeah. I like to know where that. to take <laughs> I like Sorry. to know where to take her first. Yeah. 
So that's home base number one. And then what's a great thing to do on a date is be a man leading, again, that backbone, that strength we talked about. Be a man leading and say, hey, you know what? I have a great spot I think you're going to like. We should go get one more quick drink. It's totally different vibe than this place. So you take her from cool, classy cocktails to fun, crazy, raunchy dive bar. And you're, and guess what? Both places are your home bases. Mm-hmm. And her head is spinning in a nice way because she's just like, wow, this guy's taking me on a journey. It feels like five dates in one, basically. Mm. I love it. Like it. These are like it's these t- are a lot of my moves. Yeah, these are a I, lot of my moves. Everything that you're saying is like I'm just like man, I I feel like I've yeah. started to kind of do it right now. For sure, because we, like, like, we, we 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 have done we've we've yeah. talked about me this. and Brent have have been doing yeah. this, and we and Jesse <laughs> and I have been friends for a long time, and we've lived in the same area for yeah. a long time, yeah. and. A lot of these are things that we we would do, and sometimes we would even have late nights where we like talking to like, are we douchebags? Like, yeah. you know, what I mean? like, but like, but you know, not not because like we were doing anything malicious or anything. The answer is yes. By the yeah, way. true. Yes, but absolutely. But I mean, I think like we were doing a lot of these things and and still do, and I and I don't. It's like, you know, it, it's it's maybe it's the. Uh, not the nice guy, but the guy that's not that's beyond the nice guy, the guy that's too scared that those guys mm. make guys like us feel like we're doing the wrong thing. Yeah, well, I used not. to be the, that guy, the guy that was, like, scared and, like, introverted and didn't – literally the story that you were saying about going to the restroom to wash the hands or whatever, yep. totally yep. have been there. Like, yeah. like just being awkward to be like, oh, I'm just going to go for another pee, like the third pee of the night, right? <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Everything that you're saying, though, is like, it's funny because like, I keep having agree. something that I want to ask you. <laughs> and then you, yeah, you should like, write a book. Say it. Yeah, like you should write a book on this because uh, it's really helpful. Um, but yeah. I I, well, I I do have so many questions. Like, the, 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 like, you're a dating coach, right? And you, so you go on dates-ish with these, with your clients? Are you... Are you, is it like hitch? Are yeah. You there? Are you in are like you... the back with like a microphone and yeah. like, all right, now like, say this. And you got like, you got, all... you have like tassels on and you like shock <laughs> them if they say the wrong thing, <laughs> like saving so I have, <laughs> I actually have been at the venue with a guy on a first date on the QT. She didn't know I was there and she would run to the bathroom and I'd walk over and give him some tips. Wow. But that's not normal for me. Damn. Normally Hands it's on. what, normally it's the, 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 the most, the, the best kind of coaching, my favorite kind of coaching, which I'm about to start doing again. We've been on a, a year break for obvious reasons. COVID is um, being their wingman in person, where I, we go to the club and we're shoulder to shoulder, meeting women, approaching. I give him uh, missions to do. I do. I don't have any. There's no wires involved, but I might give him something to say or whisper in his ear. There's kind of a way I can do it where I'm like talking to him, but she can't tell I'm talking to him. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, a little, a little bit of yeah. that sort of like you know. Um, um, quasi on a microphone in his ear um but um but yeah i'm i'm with him because i want i can push his comfort zone in person in ways that he's probably not gonna do it he's gonna be in the bathroom maybe too long well what 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 happens when the girl's like i but i like the ginger instead like what if they like you right well that's not gonna happen because i'm actually not other than a demonstration i might do where i might kind of pour on the charm and do something for a demonstration for the most part my job is to kind is more disappear mm-hmm. and wow. just be his chill cool buddy That's that gone. makes him seem even more awesome and magnetic and i'm just i'm on my phone i'm actually making notes for later but i'm just a chill dude um and he's talking to 
the nine and you know i'm hanging with her friend do you, you know, do, you, do you ever go like this one fran go, sorry fran fran yeah, do, you, fran do, you, do you ever have a client that's like ooh, i like her and it's like a fran five and you're like no buddy like well i didn't i didn't come all this way to coach you to talk to <laughs> fran five okay you're paying me a lot of money an hour i am uh, not gonna let you I'm, leave with yeah, fran yeah, five you are not okay? you are not talking to her well actually what's more what's more common brent is is a little bit more the opposite which is he's talking to a genuinely cool cute girl but he's trying to find some excuse to not push things, make a move, take her out, get a number, pull her home, go somewhere. He's trying to find an excuse not to do it. Yeah, he's out scared of, of the outcome. Right. So really, the, I, I, I stop and I ask him, if you and she ended up in bed together tonight or soon, would wow. this be a good thing? Because guys, we're always trying to make excuses to get ourselves out of uncomfortable situations. Um, when I, There's a little anecdote in my book i when i was taking dozens of these pickup courses and dating courses there was this guy i kept running into a fellow student and we spent hours and hours together at these various seminars watching pickup dudes on stage teaching all these concepts and then you know the, then you go out at night and approach and do your thing and i, I think his name was roger uh one and he's and he's got like just notebooks filled with notes and theory and like tips and stuff mm -hmm. and i was talking to him one time he's he spent many thousands of dollars i'm sure and i was talking to him one night and i said oh hey by the way how's the whole dating thing going meet any cool girls lately and he said oh i haven't approached anybody yet i'm still working on the theory <laughs> oh. yeah and i was gonna say that there's is, no way with that many notebooks that he's ever <laughs> yeah. yeah so that kind of creative avoidance is is often sort of whispering in our ear saying yeah. oh it's okay you don't need to approach you still need to learn more theory but um bruce lee said something close to this i'm going to misquote him a bit but he basically said you can't swim on dry land you mm -hmm. got to get in the water uh he always oh, he said he said your mindset is not the best mindset on dry land is not as good as swimming in the water if, yeah. if, if what you want to do is swim so one of my rules is if you're a guy who does get into the whole theory of it and the learning it like i did for every hour you spend quote unquote learning for every hour you spend reading my book Spend an hour out there dating. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't, I didn't see that. You did that too fast. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, what did you hold up? What does that every... say? Okay. Dating sucks, but you don't. For every hour you spend reading a book like this or watching YouTube videos or lurking on Reddit, reading tips, spend another hour in the field mm. approaching yeah, women field. Or, or swiping or taking friends. some real world action because yeah. that's going to lead to the results way more than theory just you know why because like bruce lee said boards don't hit back nice. he said that i like that yeah i like that i did not that's a good one yeah good. um i want to ask you about you know you were talking I about ask you about your bruce lee impersonation well, well no i wouldn't know i was not gonna no 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 i was not gonna impersonate bruce lee oh uh, you kind of did but no i see i caught myself I caught myself. I was like, nope, don't you, go there. You did say the word boards a little differently. Well, like, hey, we're, we're, in a woke, we're in a woke environment. I was not going to do it. I was about to go, and next okay. thing you know, we're going to get all this mail about me. Okay. Making okay. Like, Sorry, all right, yeah, go. Don't, don't go, do go, it, go, Jesse. Go, go, go. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about like whether or not you, have, you sleep with her or have sex with her. Sex on the first date. Ooh. How do you feel about it? And, and, and is that, that kind of ever come up, or do you tell them to shy away from it or say, hey, if it works, it works? Yeah, how often do you yeah. have to tell these girls, look, no, I know that you want to, but I just, yeah. you know, I can't. <laughs> I'm just a dating coach. Leave me alone. Hands off. Right. I, I feel like a guy and a girl should have sex as soon as they're both comfortable having sex. That might be date one, date two, date 12. It might be that, that night. It might be months later. 
Yeah. Um, the single, the single most connected, beautiful, amazing sexual experience I've ever had. Uh, I write about in my book, and it was with a woman who um, we needed to be friends first. She'd had some trauma in the past, and it was the emotional connection that made it so so powerful. So, all other things equal, I would say don't rush it. Don't be that guy who's like pushing towards sex in any kind of like hurried way. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you're both comfortable and ready to do it and, and feel a reasonable emotional connection, then that's when to do it, whether it's date two or date 12 or, or whenever. I've, so I have a follow-up to this. So in the new world, the 2020, 2021 world, the, and I know we're going to get into the bumble and yeah. all that stuff, but the separation of dating and sex, um, I because I think that like people go out to to date, but they also go out to fuck, and and it's that's like you know there there's some people that are going out to get married or whatever the case is, but there's some people that are are doing this, and sometimes the, it's a thin line of of like you know you go out and you're having a couple of drinks and you're into and it's like what's you know what's to give here right or if you do you coach your your clients on like hey if you're only feeling this it's probably not the right thing for you you should be feeling a little bit more or i guess what's that line that you draw my line is are we both i, I want a woman to know I, I first of all i know this sounds corny but it's just who i am total honesty and transparency uh in terms of where this is going. I want her to know, hey, if I'm looking for a relationship, I'll let her know. If I'm just looking to have fun, I'll let her know in a way that's not too, too, uh, you know, I don't want to kill the mood and say, hey, I'm just looking to hook up, but I'll, yeah, I'll put that in my profile up. or I'll let her know. And as long as we're on the same page, uh, I just don't want to make a woman, uh, sex is a promise or it can be taken as a promise from a lot of women, mm -hmm. understandably. Sex might be a promise of, hey, this is going somewhere potentially. And if you don't feel that way, uh, then just let that part of you, let, let that be known in a reasonable way so you can both get a sense for whether or not, hey, is this going to be a short-term fling, no pressure, just fine? Or are you looking for something more long-term and meaningful? So I'm not trying to dodge your question, but it really is totally context-driven based on what you want, what she wants, mm -hmm. your, your two psychological histories. And, um, and so it's really a case-by-case -case basis. But So that's why I say when in doubt, uh, wait. So what's until the you're both setup on sure. the question? What's the setup on the? Hey, is this? Are you okay with just sex? How do you? How do you? <laughs> is that how you ask it? What's? No, no. <laughs> I'm asking you because it sounds like you know you're you're very clear about that. But how do you set that up? That like, hey, like, because uh, I don't I don't think I've ever really been in a situation. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, but uh, you never told Jesse, you never told you never told oh, a true situation Jesse, where Jesse, it's you, just sex. You've I don't definitely that... been in that situation where it was, but again, I don't think you I don't, posed it that I, way. I don't think I understood it at that yeah. time. But I don't I don't think I've ever been in a true situation where it's like, hey, absolutely only sex, nothing else. Don't like, ever do you, don't even look at me. Yeah, so yeah. You've you yeah. never you've never told a girl all I got is hard dick and bubble gum. And I just asked my last one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to understand Why your question. Is this, you is this another Bruce Lee? <laughs> yes, after he said, boys, don't hit back. Yeah. He said, all I got is hard dick and bubble gum. Damn. And the dragon. Check it out. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> or was that the last round? I'm sorry. Good, good question. So, Jesse. yeah, I just, you were really good with words. I'm not 
the best with words. I feel like I I want to hear your picture, your setup on like, hey, like I, re- I really just want to have sex. Right. How, how, how do you have that conversation? Well, I have a PowerPoint that I do yeah. on the date. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's about a four hour PowerPoint. Uh, oh, wow. Explain so- all the. All the reasons why I'm no. So um, how did you find a bar with a pool <laughs> down? <laughs> yeah, right? No, you're wondering why I called you all here today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I don't have syntax yeah. necessarily planned or anything. Yeah. It's more of a vibe and yeah. and just an honesty. I might say, yeah, I'm back in the dating game, looking honesty. to connect with cool people and see where things go. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed that. to saying, or I'm looking to have fun, meet some cool people, and see who I really connect with. Yep, as opposed to saying, yeah, I mean, and what I say right now to women, which is totally true because I'm single and out there again, is I say, yeah, I'm looking for, you know, Hitch is looking for his Eva Mendez. I'm looking for something long term. Yeah. So and that that's a different message to send. Um, And and so it's not I I wouldn't get too in your head, Jesse, about the actual syntax. It's more of um, uh, it's more there's a good line I read from a writer named Chuck Klosterman. He's an Esquire writer. And he um, he uh, said, uh, "Cocoa Puffs and uh, yeah, 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 yeah." He the 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 tip was, "What do you say to a woman you're dating when she basically gives you the where is this going ultimate question?" And it was a really good tip. He said, "Bathroom, wash my hands again." (laughs) (laughs) He said, "Tell her if you're not yet ready to commit." He said, "Tell her that you are." You really like her. You're into her, and you feel like you're at the beginning of a long, intimate party. Long, intimate party. That huh. doesn't tell her you're going to leave after the first night. Right. But it also mm-hmm. doesn't tell her you're going to be her boyfriend tomorrow. It says, "Hey, we're going to have fun. It's intimate. It's going to be a party, and let's see how it goes." Basically, mm-hmm. I, I, that's a good. That's a good party with no pants. Basic way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If I- you're like, if you're just looking to get experiences and get reps. And have a little fun, sow some oats. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I again, like I like the reps. That, you know, that's, that's actually going to be my line. Look, I'm, hey, look, I'm just, I'm just out, my reps. I'm in. just out here trying to get my reps in. Okay? <laughs> what I what in. I never ever do. What I never do anymore. I I did this in the past, and I and I'm I'm embarrassed by it, and I wish I could go back and change it. But what I would never do is let a woman think that I wanted a relationship with her, yeah. or that I was looking for a girlfriend just so I could get laid that yeah. night. Yeah. Um, that's just not me. The times I kind of led that, let a woman feel that way. I just, it felt kind of inauthentic and, and, and frankly selfish. Yeah. So it's really about just transparency. Um, some women are cool with low maintenance kind of hookups. Um, some, some, sometimes what you think is going to be a, a hookup becomes something really serious. The, the love of my life, one of the maybe two loves of my life, uh, we hooked up the first night we met at the empire hotel, came back to my place it seemed very one night standy yeah. and we were together for four or five years. You never know. Yeah. It sounds like you're saying clear communication is a, <laughs> it, a, a really, yeah. Yeah. Saying, yeah. I invented that. No yeah. one's ever said that before. That's chapter number 12 in this book, Jesse, <laughs> if you would read it. No, I, I, I do think that it's, it's funny if you are clear about that, you might still be able to, to have the, have the sex that you wanted, right. or may, and maybe not, right. or or whatever else happens, rather than just sitting there and bullshitting your way through yeah. everything. You know? or, or sometimes, like like we talked about before, when we're trying to hit it, 
we're like ignoring everything she says to us because oh we're trying to hit God. it. They're yes. doing the opposite. They they're ignoring everything we're saying because yeah. they're looking at we might be potential boyfriends. Yeah. They're like, yeah, 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 sure, just the having sex a good time. Is the bait. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like going, oh yeah, yeah, sex, sex is fine right now. That's fine. But they're trying to lure you in, and then after you have sex, they start treating you like you're you guys are together. He's like, well, we had sex. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they ignore right. those uh, messages that you literally told them. Hey, look, I'm just out here getting my reps. Now, this is your other book, though, right? Because the book that you have is for guys. I want to see the book that you have for girls. Yeah. Uh, what would that be called? Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the Helen uh, Keller Guide to Success. Yeah, the Helen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't coach women for the most part. I don't know enough. I know. I know everything about women in terms of dating them yeah in terms of coaching them that's not really my jam have you been um, on any other podcasts uh for like female podcasts that that kind of throw some curveballs at you that you've had to like no i've done yeah yeah i've done several yeah, uh i love talking i love i love the female audience because they're, they're big champions of my message because yeah. my message is hey be a be a solid cool authentic real gentleman yeah. mm-hmm. um but being a man and uh i think you know one of you mentioned the one of you alluded to the me too era a little mm-hmm. while ago, um, sex and dating in 2021. And I think one of the myths about the Me Too era that men need to be aware of is, is it's not that Me Too is not women saying men should be pussies or be safe or, right. or not make moves. It's really more about empathy. It's mm-hmm. empathizing, A, with what the Me Too movement is, which is it's about the harassment and abuse of right. women and girls. Right. It's not about us guys. It's about women. So let's first don't don't be the guy. Oh God, don't be this guy. Don't be the guy who says on a first date, "Well, you have to kiss me because I don't want to get in trouble." Ooh. Women hate that. Ooh. Hate that. So don't be that guy. Yeah. Instead, understand what Me Too is about, and understand that you can still make moves. Mm-hmm. Women want women still want men to be men. As long as there's that empathy, or you notice how she feels, uh, you don't you don't escalate if she's like not comfortable you pull right. back yeah uh, but you make the move as well women w- women still want us to be men guys they just want us to be men with empathy no means no i mean that's kind yeah. of course. Good, good, of course a good way to live by yeah. you know what i mean she says no stop and, and women love it when a guy hears hears that and stops yeah no doesn't mean no forever it might just mean hey i'm not comfortable yet yeah. Yeah. Give me some time, yeah, and that actually shave can... or something, you know? Who knows? Yeah, they, they, no. got reasons, totally. they got other reasons why they oh, might yeah. say no. Oh yeah, you know, like no, yeah. like this is not the time, not the time. Totally. <laughs> Listen, no, just, right maybe now, she just hasn't gotten a yes later. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And if it's an and if it's never a yes, fair enough. And if it's a yes mm-hmm. tomorrow or next week, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that waiting that can build anticipation. What about when guys say kind no? Of awesome. <laughs> we had this on the podcast. This oh, is a callback yeah. for the podcast. We're talking about guys saying no and how women don't respect it when guys say no. Yeah. No, it's a different. It's a different beast. It's a different animal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go there, but let's just yeah. say that uh, that that men can take no a little bit better than 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 women. Yeah. They don't like to be told no. So, uh, so you, you're so you said dating. You said uh, you had a date last night and you have a date. Uh, tomorrow night? Yep. Tonight. I have a date tonight. Is it the tonight. same girl or is it a different girl? No, different woman. Different okay. woman tonight. So first, it's our you, first date. So do you tell yes. women what you do for a living? Like, I am a dating coach. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an expert at yes. this. They probably fucking love it, right? They do. They do. I'm, yes. I'm glad. I, when I became a dating coach, I wasn't sure how women would react if they'd yeah. be kind of skeeved out by it or not. But I do believe in being really genuine and putting – 
putting the your, the real you out there yeah. in the best light of course you still want to show your best foot forward and um no women find it really really interesting really cool especially with online dating um I put on my profile, I even say, I'm the real life hitch looking for Eva Mendez. Um, that's a great and that's, great so and that's something. Are like, well, shit. And all the girls under 25 are going, what is hitch? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And, but, but in terms of how you guys or your listeners can use that tip, obviously they're not dating coaches. But what I, what I coach guys on doing is, all right, how can I make my profile, my, my value proposition, a different cool shiny object on tinder nice. or bumble right it's like standing out in a cool way because being a dating coach lets me stand out in a cool way at least to women who are open to it some might not like it um so what you don't want to do is with your dating profile is get trapped in i like travel and long walks on the beach and the office it's like okay everybody that's does. every girl's dating profile i've seen <laughs> yeah and but it's all too many guys as well. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is ask yourself, what's like a two or three word sort of angle as to who I am? What's a what's a hook where women can read it and instantly get who you are? Because mm -hmm. women look at mine and go, oh, he's the real life hitch. Different, maybe cool. I'm interested for a guy who's not a dating coach. Maybe you're into like I have a client named Jeremy who we realized his hook is he's a man of extremes. He loves five-hour hikes. He does cold plunge. Um, he buys eight books and reads two. He's just always into extremes. So inefficient. That's like, that's like, like a that. marketing hook. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, another example would be, I'm trying to think of another one. Oh, I have a client who's just like a, he's just a, um, kind of a nerd. Mm -hmm. But guess what? There's a lot of women who like the cool nerd, right? Mm -hmm. That's like a. The revenge of the nerds right some yeah. some women are into that yeah so he plays up the nerdiness he's a captain at west point so there's a cool kind of masculine vibe about that but also he you know he basically challenges women to out nerd him on his profile okay and so women who like nerdy guys all of a sudden she, he, she's seeing a unique value proposition so when writing your profile or choosing photos go for a go for a simple hook that says high value but different than maybe every other guy just stands out. And it's, it's really just a marketing tactic that works with online dating. I, I think there should be profile coaches. Now I know that you're a dating coach, but I, I think a, like almost, you know, you, you could even have this, this is a business. Now you hire somebody under you to be the profile coach, <laughs> because like, I do think that there's there is that some people, I mean, you hear it all the time. People that look better in person, right? Um, Maybe their pictures don't showcase who they really are, or whatever the case. And I mean, let's be honest, we're all the pictures are everything. I mean, we read we read what they write, yeah. but, you know, yeah. we only care about what they write if they look good. They, right. Right. Yeah. Um, but not everyone knows what picture to choose. Not everyone knows what to really write. And some people don't even know who they are. Right. Which is these are all mm. issues. But I, I think that, like, you know, getting getting coached on that aspect of the profile like like you were just saying like what picture to choose like you know choose these kind of pictures like this you know showcase whatever uh showcase these things about you not not the things that you like but like what you bring to the table or whatever it is um i i think a lot of people are lacking in that and are probably suffering in the online world not getting yeah. the matches that they that they should that they want that they think they could because and, it, and it's not because they don't have 
they don't have a good product. They yeah. they have a great product, but but the product right. is being marketed terribly. Totally. Yeah. You know totally, I mean? Brett. Um, yeah. so my the um, again, I'm not trying to shoehorn a plug in. I'm just this no. is legit. No, plug the reason why my book plug your shoe. Well, the reason why my the reason why my book is called Dating Sucks But You Don't, it came from a, a sentence in my online dating chapter. And it the, the sentence was me basically saying to the reader, You don't suck, your profile sucks. Yeah. Or specifically, your marketing sucks because what is a dating profile? It's a piece of digital marketing. Yeah. Nothing more. Mm-hmm. It's not sure. dating. Online online dating isn't really dating until you talk or meet for the first time. It's until then, it's marketing. So the good news, the bad news is your marketing sucks. The good news is you don't. You just haven't found the right marketing angle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should. Say, you're not conveying the the value you have to women in the right way, and that's fixable. It's not about that you'd lack six pack abs or your five seven instead of six three. It's that you haven't marketed your best authentic self in a way that gives women those feels, the tingles, that makes her go, oh, he he, like we want her to feel a certain way, right? And that's what marketing is. In the very first episode of Mad Men, one of my favorite shows, yep. Don Draper says, advertising is about one word, happiness. And that's what we want to do. We want to make our profile. It's not a, our profile is not about us. It features us, mm-hmm. but it's not about us. It's about how she feels. Yeah. So we want to we want to tailor it in a way that makes gives her the feels, the good feels, the feelies, the tingles. And uh, then when you have that right combination of photos, you look dateable. You're well dressed, well lit, real smile, um, a, a bio with some personality, maybe a joke or two, some specifics that show your value proposition. That piece of marketing is what gets you the matches and then you can start really dating which is when you meet or talk mm. yeah you remember uh was it christiana uh and also andrea talked about hat fishing remember that yep uh have you ever heard of the phrase hat fishing hat fishing yes no. uh what's it's, that it's, 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 it's where bald guys that wear baseball caps in no. all their photos <laughs> oh i love that and, and then you don't realize they're bald until they go on a date and they realize that they don't have any hair up there, so I didn't know that was. That's I didn't know so the thing funny. either. I did, uh, yeah, so had tell you tell uh, your clients don't ha- no hat fishing. Yeah, no hat fishing. I, no, so, I would lead with the baldness. Yeah, I'd find a way to. I'd, what you can't fix, you feature, right? Yeah, what you can't. Fix, I would find a way to lead with down. it. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That is a good. That's. I should get your book. That you know what? That's gonna be you your next book, please. What you can't what fix, you feature. Yes. Feature. Totally. I do like that. That's totally. a great. That's that's the name of this podcast. Oh, there you go. There, there it is. You just named a podcast. Yep. Uh, well, it's like it's like Avis. Avis can't fix the fact that they're number two. They turn that into their slogan. We're number two, so we try harder. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you can't fix your baldness, then um, I don't know. Make your profile five awesome things about being a bald, badass man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you're having fun with it. And guess what? Women don't give that many shits about your yeah. hair anyway. I'll say for me, because I grew up when I, I, I mean, I've had a stutter like pretty much my whole life growing up. So uh, I used to really kind of hide that. And socially, I would say I didn't really do a lot of things until later on. But uh, what I learned was, I mean, I'm a DJ as well. So I'll hop on the mic or I'll do mm. a podcast or do these things where it's like, hey, Put yourself out there and show people, like, yeah, I, I have it a little bit here and there, but yeah, part of who I am. Well, I would. Do you mention that, Jesse, on dates? Do you talk about that? It comes up. Or does up it come eventually. out if I'm asked? Um, well, Jesse is a okay. driver who is. Well, I'm, I am in a relationship yeah. currently, but I okay. mean, it, it does 
come up here and there, but no, I actually I don't. I don't no. think I ever like bring attention no, girl, to it. Girl, girl, the girls don't girl, girls don't care about. Yeah, have the, they ever like, brought it up? Anybody ever brought it up? Girls don't care about this with Jesse. They don't care. <laughs> well, about yeah, I mean, look at them. I mean, no one. They don't. <laughs> no, care. they don't. Yeah. They, don't yeah. they don't give a shit about us. <laughs> I know well, Jesse, and I I've never had. I've never heard one girl go like. Oh, but but a stutter. It used like to they don't fuck with me though. It used to really yeah, like, fuck with like, you, but they don't care. Yeah, but anyway, right. I so. think one of the one of the tips I give guys is again, don't do this so much as a move. Just know that it helps you when it organically happens, which is to find something vulnerable to talk about and to admit to. Yeah, and it could be a stutter. Uh, it could be like I've had first dates where I talk about what a dorky, dateless loser I was. Yeah. I once flew cross country to the one woman in North America who liked me and I, I surprised her. She didn't know it. I flew cross country. We'd never met in person. And I delivered a box of Victoria's secret laundry and a dozen roses to, to sweep her off her feet. And she promptly ghosted me and justifiably so. It's like total, total creepy action yeah, there. Victoria's yeah, Secret. Like Damn. That's a, well, oh, oh, first of all, where'd she go. live? SFs. San Francisco. Yeah, you yeah. can't. They don't. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. You should have gotten that honey. Uh, yeah. the honey birdette. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, what? What? What was but, it? What, what did you? What did you buy her at Victoria's Secret? Was it like the uh, the five for twenty five uh, panties? No, no. He said he said lingerie. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping you know, it was set. it was some lingerie. It was some kind of lingerie. Wow. Did you know her and size? Roses. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about this. Okay. We talked about this. I felt like I had permission to do that. Okay. Okay. But what I. But I still got on a plane 3,000 miles and did and flew. Yeah. yeah. And so that sent her a message that basically said, whoa, this guy's too into me too quickly. Does he have any other dating options if he's doing this? Yeah, right. Um, but, so again, the, again the nice guy, the nice guy, right? Was that, yeah, is that the nice guy? Well, that, so, so nice guy and scarcity guy. Scarcity well, of options. But, but, I, but I think when I, when I was talking about nice guy to, at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. Is 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 that guy? And I think that that guy it, it, it is scarcity guy. It's it's guy that's uh, he's he's he remembers everything and he goes all in and instead of playing the game a little bit of like oh yeah. like cool like you know but I I'll see you later you know whatever like it's that guy that 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 right. and that's and and the only difference between who you really are and and that guy was that you acted on it whatever which pushed her away whereas if you didn't and you you know maybe waited 3 weeks and made her beg you to come to her then it would have been you know a good outcome but the fact that you went ahead which is a natural move to do that right if you like a girl you want to go you want to do that and, you, and yeah. it works in the movies right yeah. but well, it doesn't doing, work in real life yeah i've seen too many movies i was doing the right thing at the wrong time if we were already intimate and having a relationship and sexual and like we were kind of a couple or moving that way, okay, then I could do that. You wouldn't even do that. We had, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have. But, yeah, exactly. Um, but what the real bad, big bad wolf there is that's what that's what a scarcity of options can do to men. Mm-hmm. I know, I know for a fact that a lot of the men listening to this right now have done big grand gestures that misfired, whether it was love notes after the first date or. Oh lingerie or mm. um you know the proverbial standing outside her apartment with the boom box oh, like john cusack whatever it is the reason why do, the reason why men do that it's i mean part of it might just be not knowing what to do at the right time 
but it's really about scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's get it's getting one itis, getting way too into one woman because she's the only woman you have maybe on the docket. Mm-hmm. So th- the fix there, which is again part of what my book's about, it's let's cultivate a dating life of of abundance. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to be a player. Just means you need. To, let's get a few good options. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get some good options. But anyway, the reason I told that story is on first dates. Sure. Be funny, be witty, be cool, be all those good things. Don't don't be afraid to talk about your stutter. Don't be afraid to talk about the dumb thing you did flying cross country. Um, there's there's a, there's something very attractive and, and powerful about being vulnerable and showing yourself in a bad light again from the past. Maybe yeah. not today. As long as you, she she sees that you learned a lesson, that you've grown, that you can laugh about it. I talk about my nine week marriage on a date because women think it's hilarious, not hilarious, but they think it's compelling. And it's way better to be vulnerable than to try to impress her mm-hmm. by being cool and witty and amazing. Um, you're going to connect better if you're just kind of like, this is me. Love yeah. it or leave it. But what if, what if you are cool, witty and amazing? Then what do you do? Yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I've not gotten there yet. I'm yeah, working on it. Tell me. Cause... Well, it, it was funny because I I did something similar. I was um, you know, when I was younger, I was really big into like finding that one girl, and I didn't necessarily mean finding her as far as like I want to be with one girl, but like when I found a girl that fit all my criteria and everything, all the other girls didn't compare to her, so I wouldn't keep dating other girls. I'm like, there she is, right there. Yeah. Regardless of all yeah. these other ones. And if you don't compare to her, then I don't want to have, have anything to do with you. So I was, so, I would always focus on one girl. There was a girl right. that I that I, I had met. Uh, she lived like two doors over from uh, an older uh, church buddy of mine and his and his father. And they knew who she was. They set it up. I got a chance to meet her. She was a, she ran track in college. This is you know so you know what she's built like. And it was, and I met her. We had a birthday on the same day. We had so much in common. I'm like, this is it. And we went out on a date. It went well. And I went over to my buddy's house and I asked him, I said, all right, what do I do now? And he's older. He was like in his 50s. And he's like, what you do now is, is uh, get a card and get some flowers. And, and then when she, when she gets home <laughs> from work, you set it on her door. Uh-oh. And I'm like, Uh-oh. that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and I did that. And so I knew what time she got home. She gets home around 7 o'clock or so. I got there around 6.45. I got a bouquet of flowers and a card. And I put it on her front door. And I just waited at home, waiting for the phone to ring, for her to call and go, oh, my gosh. And I waited. And I waited. <laughs> and I waited. She's still waiting. 10 o'clock. I called. I go, hey. She go, hey, what's up? I'm like, I don't know. What's up with you? Oh, and I just got home. I'm like, so did you see anything? Are and, you in love with me now? And, and she was like, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. He, he used the flowers to come into. Yeah, she was like, oh, yes. Oh, oh, sorry. I, it was so busy. I was so busy at work today. Yeah. I just got so tired. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you for those flowers. I was like, oh. And seen. Like, yeah. that was... Mm. Yeah, I was like close. <laughs> I'm like that Homer Simpson gift uh, where you like uh, fall into the, yeah, the woods. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it was it was game over after that. Yeah, so the, I yeah. I was like, wow. And it's funny, I never did that again. Ever. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah, that's that was a, that's a tough one. I think yeah. we've all done that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did we've that. all like. Uh, and usually oh, yeah. not in our, in our in our younger years, and then we get older, and girls are like, why don't you do this? I'm like, you know what? I did that, and I, I got did. my ass kicked. Yeah, yep. that's why I didn't do it anymore. Yep. You know. Yeah. But hey, you learned a lesson from that, right? There's you got value from that in a way because you learned what not to do. Yeah. And and that's in, and that's important. And speaking of as we oh, okay. and, and as we come around the 
the home stretch here. Um, what not to talk about on the first date? Ooh, ooh, I was, mm. I was just gonna ask this. Yeah, yeah. Can you give us a thing? I got a couple of things, but I want to see. Do you have things of what not to talk about on the first date? Yeah. Uh, if you follow the golden rule, which is make it about two things, you and her. Mm-hmm. Focus. Her, what's her favorite subject in the world? Herself. It's all. It's everybody's, right? What's her second favorite subject on that date? You. You keep it about you and me, you and me, you and me. Uh, that so, if you do that, what you don't want to talk about is politics. You don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about your jobs in a in a boring, uh, logical way. I, so there's kind of this secret sort of superpower of first dates that doesn't come naturally to most men, which I call man to woman communication. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's flirting, it's being emotional, it's it's basically it's about strumming emotional strings rather than doing what men do naturally, which is logical, mm-hmm. analytical. Their pain with their fingers. So, mm. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to quote. Fuji. Who's that? Mm. Fuji. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Or, yeah. So you can talk about almost anything as long as you're doing it in the right way. But when in doubt, keep it about you and me. Avoid politics. Avoid too much boring work talk. But mm-hmm. ask her. Ask her what she loves about her job. Ask her what lights her up. Mm. Ask her what she's passionate about. That's great. Yeah. Um, sex is good to talk about, obviously. Um, Thank you. Uh, so how would you do on the yes. first date? I mean, the, yeah. the, the, yes. appetizer, the yes. appetizer gets in. Yes. You, yes. Get, you got your quesadillas. Listen, why? Like, you can't, you can't, I'm trying to say it up. I'm trying to talk about the entrees. I'm trying to say it up. Okay, so is this like after the quesadillas get out and you got the margarita, two margaritas in, you just kind of say, so about that whole sex thing. Yeah, huh? am I right? Totally. No. I want to have first of all, sex you don't with this margarita. <laughs> I don't um, think on a know. first date you should be ordering quesadillas. That's very filling. Uh, it's not going to make for <laughs> you good share it. sex. You share. It. You share. Um, you don't eat one by your whole self. I I, I, I think of it as I agree with this. I think of it. No, obviously, no. You don't jump it. You don't jump to it that way. You ease into it, right? Uh, and by the way, it's sex not. Tape? <laughs> uh, then, you know. It's not. Um, it's not a magic, th- magical trick where if you talk about sex, automatically she becomes attracted. Right. Yeah. But it's way better talking about sex than uh, Trump, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Or sports or the right. weather. So talk about something that's that resonates with both of you. Right. Uh, and a way to do it is you kind you sort sort of sort of ease into it. It's like stair steps. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not gonna throw. So who was your first sexual experience? Like yeah. five minutes in. But as we're getting to know each other, we might I might say, I'm curious, who was your uh, who was your first kiss? Okay. You know? That's a more kind of innocent story. Let's see if I know right? him. <laughs> and now we talk about like our first kisses, our first crushes. Yeah. Uh, and you look for you kind of look for windows into oh. intimate issues. So yeah. you ease into it. Um, I was ha- I had a video date a couple weeks back with a girl and we were talking about butt stuff. Butt stuff. But hey. stuff on the first conversation. Okay, popular um, around here. Very, very, popular. very much. Uh, so that's my go-to. And it was, yeah. Love it, to here's that. how it happened. It was just we were talking about getting vaccinated, and I said, "Did you did any you side effects? Did you, did, I said, "Any side effects? Did you grow a third tail?" Um, and uh, Ooh, that led to yes. she's like, "No, I grew a second butt," and that led to talking about mm. literally butt stuff, um, which mm. is you know. Again, I have a weird, quirky sense of humor. Yeah. We we're both kind of weirdos about it, but yeah. it's better than how was your day? Yeah. What you know? For what'd sure, you do this weekend? How was your? Because let's, let, let's yeah. Be, nobody nobody really gives a fuck. Like it, the like at the end of the day, like not 
and they always give me uh, a hard time about like making things all about sex. But oh boy, in in a sense, in that it's not that it's all about sex, but you're almost get, you're you're asking all these bullshit questions about how your day is and this and that to get to not sex, but like a sexual desire. Do you desire me? Do I desire right. you? Right, and and a confirmation of that. Or right? you might be just really interested in their day. Okay. Right, <laughs> just I'm on my date. That's when you leave flowers, and that's when she goes. Because that's when you that's when you leave flowers. An asshole is just. That's when you leave flowers, and then she calls you at, or she answers the phone at ten and goes, "Oh, busy day." But she wasn't the one, Brent. She wasn't the one. Yes, she she could have been if you talked about sex and didn't give her flowers. <laughs> and Jesse, what do you always say about Brent? And this is why. This is why you're single. Okay, I do get that a lot, but I'm single because I'm really good at going. <laughs> you're on too dates. real. Like, you're uh, too real. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, you, you've known you've known Brent for uh, an hour and twenty minutes now. Um, is there any advice you think you can give him as far as dating? Uh, I, Brent seems like he's got his act together based on everything yeah. I've heard. Yeah, he's got great style, articulate. Seems like he's got a cool. You know what? I, I would say look at look at the way Brent is dressed. Guys can learn from like looking at him. Mm-hmm. He's he clearly puts effort into his style. Mm-hmm. Cool haircut, beard. Basically says I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little, there's an edge to him. I oh. think actually, and that's a really good word. You know uh, cheer, I like to cheers. give guys. Yeah. Um, we talked about that nice guy problem earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what women want. I like the word edge. Women want a nice guy, but who have some edge has a little edge to him. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, you can kind of get a cheat sheet for edge or you can, what is edge? Edge is basically edge is showing that authentic strength in your unique offer. But um, how can we get edge? Put on some cool, a cool t-shirt, get a cool haircut, show women that you're putting effort into your look. And um, that's a, you know, no khaki pants, no pleated khakis. Be a hot guy, not the helpful Honda guy, right? Be a, be a man with a little bit of edge. (laughs) When I go on a date, um, the way I dress says a little bit about me that says to her, oh, this is who this guy is. I, I mean, I'm not dressed for a date right now, but I put some thought into my shoes, my jeans. I have a ring that I wear sometimes that I got in Barcelona. So that lets me talk about Barcelona and travel, which is nice. cool. So so anyway, looking at Brent, I don't have any advice for Brent. I, I think that the watchers of this channel and listeners of the podcast should um, look at the way he dresses, look at how articulate he is, and say, be like Brent. Yep. Yeah. Thank you look at that. so Be like much. Brent. Look at that. He's not going to let us, let us down for the rest of the oh night. The dating coach said, be like Brent. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to buy 100 copies of your book, and I'm going to go out to places tomorrow, and I'm going to hand them out to people that I think could use this because you are And then you're going to sign the book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sign them as him. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. the guy he yeah. said to be like. Uh, no, I was just going to say <laughs> I was going to say one thing about uh, about being on a date and and I'm I'm asking this kind of it's not even a question but more seeing it like how you agree but uh, mm. uh, so we're all in sales right yeah. and mm. I, I think that that's an, another element that I think really does help you in the dating world because prospecting and dating are almost one and the same in a sense of it's like that you know that dance right that, yeah. that give and take but I've always said, um, just like I say in sales, but the same for dating, um, like if you're talking more than her, then it's not going well. Like hmm. you need to be you need to be asking questions to get her talking, right? Mm-hmm. You need to have her talking. Mm. 
her talking to the point where she's like, oh my God, I'm talking too much. Or, and you're like, no, I like yeah. to listen. Like, and yeah. then she's asking you questions, yeah. right? Like that's, is that something that you uh, coach your, your, your guys on? I agree with that. Yeah. We, we deal with that a little bit. Um, the, the guys, a lot of guys who struggle with dating, I'm, I'm a little hesitant of giving them that advice exactly without context, because then they just might interrogate the girl okay. and turn it into an interview, which is mm-hmm. not good. Okay. Um, but we want it to be a give and take 50, 50, maybe 40, 60, you, her. Okay. Absolutely. I remember I, I once had a date years and years ago. And I remember I just, I wasn't in a very talkative mood. I, I was just in a listening mood and I just kind of went full, full, like find out who she is, what she's about. And I barely said anything about myself, but that's not good, good game, but I it still happened. And she texted me later that, that li- later that night saying, you're the most interesting person I've met in a long time. Funny. Because right? <laughs> I, I was asking about her. So to right. your point, yeah. absolutely. All that said, I, I, I like to think of it as a, a 50, 50, 40, 60 kind of proposition. You don't want to do 80, absolutely don't do 80% of the, of the talking. At the same time, women hate interview mode, uh, yeah. feeling like they're on 60 minutes. Um, unless they're good questions and you take turns and which is great, totally fine to do that. So don't, don't fear asking questions. We just want to ask the good questions, right? We want to ask questions like, um, what was the best day of your life? You know, or what lights you up? What do you love to do? Uh, don't say how long have you been at that job? Say, what was the single most triumphant moment you had at your job when you just crushed it mm-hmm. get her to focus on really good stuff that turns her on yeah, lights her up because if she, if she lights yeah. up if she lights up Damn. she's going to associate all that positivity with you that's awesome. and that's just going to yeah. make the date go better wow yeah. that's good no i and that's kind of leading into my second question of like <clears throat> uh like almost like a game not like a, a like treating the date as a game but like do you have any sort of like when you're talking to your clients like hey like almost like a game to where you have these questions or these things, or if you notice it's mm. getting kind of stale, like try this to kind of spice it up a little bit to like, you know, keep yeah. it fresh. Great question. Um, I think that women have different blueprints. This is a whole, this could be a whole book or definitely a whole other podcast, but there's the only Helen a handful Keller of blueprint book. Sorry. We just have well, to you get know the, the Helen Keller in there. <laughs> well, you, you know, the book, the five love languages, you've heard of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe, I don't know how many there are. I'm still formulating this, but I think there's like a, a small handful of flirting languages, courtship, basically uh, romance flirting languages. And so you want to kind of be aware if the way you're talking with her is resonating with her. Um, and there've been women who I have a real kind of fun, silly teasing banter with, and they love it. And it's like dials things up and it's a blast. And if I tried that exact same approach on a different woman, who's more logical and kind of sincere and just wants to connect emotionally, that's going to misfire. So I think the answer is a bit of a, I'm not trying to be vague in the answer, but you want to kind of just see what's working. Um, is, do the jokes make her laugh? Right. Does getting sexual connect with her? Right. Does Is she more about emotional connection? Notice what works. Mm-hmm. And then once you kind of hit on something, if, if you feel comfortable doing that, then basically turn that knob up a little bit and um, and kind of try to find out what her blueprint is. But it come, but you're right. The, the, the pillars, the, fu- the foundation here yeah. is um, you, me. Tonight's about finding out how you and I connect as a man and a woman and and then all everything else I said, notwithstanding, just have fucking fun. 
Yeah. If you have fun, if she laughs, there's gonna good things are gonna happen most dates. And I think that's that's something to note is you're not gonna connect with everyone. Yeah. True. You know, like I, I remember going out with the girl that I, I could not wait to go out with. Like the hottest girl I like I mean just yeah. every like oh my god. Like and our banter prior to meeting up was was mm. incredible. And we met and then we went out and it was stale. Yeah. And it just and I remember, like, thinking back, I remember, like, the moment that we first met, like, when we, we hadn't met in person, but the moment, like, I met her, like, at my, do- like, at my uh, apartment building door, and, like, she came in, and this, and it was COVID, so it was kind of weird, but, like, we met, and, like, I went in for, you know, a friendly hug, like, not a, like, a yeah. creepy full-on, like, a, you know what I mean, like, a hug, yeah, like, like, we're, yeah, we're yeah. meeting to go on a date, right? Yeah. And she was like, oh, we're doing hugs, and, like, just, Ooh, yeah. and I we're thought back. Oh, hugs. we're doing hugs. Right, and I, and I oh, thought Oh, we're back. doing hugs, right. Right. yeah. <laughs> and I thought back, and I was like, man, instantly, I think instantly, like, it was off. Like, it was, yeah. it was off, and it would have been up to me to write that ship, but I think... And it's tough to say because, like, you know, I guess what do you, like, throw in the flag before you even go? And you're like, ah, you know what? This isn't going to work. Yeah, you go, That's yeah. like a Seinfeld thing. Like, I would yeah. love to have done that. But, like, you know, sometimes it just is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Or can you reprogram your brain to go, like, this isn't going to work the way that I'm going. But maybe if I flip it. Yeah. Or is this not everything, like, supposed to work out? And you just, like, you know, sometimes people just don't, like, it's like two magnets uh, the same side right. that just yeah. don't, they yeah. just don't go together, you know? Well said. I had a couple, I had back-to-back dates two weeks ago. Night number one, beautiful woman, ex-model, gorgeous, cool. We had good texting vibe. And uh, we just didn't connect, yeah. didn't click. Yeah. And I'll admit it, you know, Mr. Dating Coach has an ego, too. I'm like, oh, man would have been so great to hook up with that model or have something happen. And that might've put pressure on me, which might've hurt me. And, um, next night I had another date, another awesome, beautiful woman, not a model, but just a quote unquote, regular, awesome woman. And I saw almost instant interest and attraction from her. Mm -hmm. And because it came on back to back nights, I realized, Oh wow, I'm, I'm the same guy both nights. I didn't do anything wrong with the model. It just, I just work. wasn't her. She likes the Stones. I'm the Beatles. Hey, Beatles are the greatest band ever. She just wants the Stones, maybe. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. That's cool, too. You said to make it come together. You know? Yeah. Right now. All right. So uh, May, May 11th, uh, the forthcoming book, Dating yeah. Sucks, But You Don't. Can you hold the book up one more time? Yes, I will sir. get a copy. Absolutely. Yeah, can sure. we get? Can we get four copies signed by you? <laughs> we like will you know, pay money. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And mention on this Brent book. that he, you know that he's the guy that you want everyone to be like. So yeah. make sure you put Thank that in. Thank you so book, much. So. Yeah. yeah. I'll be. Yeah. I'll be in your next book. Thank That's you. gonna be the only clip he's gonna take from this and put it on his Instagram. Yeah. He's gonna put that clip right there on so. our Instagram yeah. on everyone's. Thank <laughs> you. All right, Connell Barrett, man, from New York, man. We're going to come up there. When all this is over, New we're, we're going to come up to New York. We got some other podcast nice. friends up there. Um, we're going to go up there and say what's up to you guys, man, because, uh, yeah, let's be friends. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I'll let's, see. I'm going to do a lot of travel this year. I'm fully vaxxed. Oh, yeah. Uh, vaxxed and waxed, I got baby. a couple – I got a couple clients near you guys, and uh, yeah, oh. let's uh, I'll have a let's have a double in person soon. Real love quick, it. come to Dallas. You're going to be sitting right here with us, right here. This is where you're going to sit, right hey, here. Hey, real count quick, it. count on it. Where's your favorite place to grab a drink over there in New York? Over there in New York. I, 
I'm going tonight to my favorite first date bar. It's called The Other Room. The Other Room. And uh, oh, what's which great area? about it, it's in West Village. Yeah. And uh, it's a great spot because if for a first date, especially during COVID, which is still ongoing, at least for a while, um, it's great to have a spot where you can sit next to each other, right? Where you're not across from each other, mm-hmm. like you're having a tax review. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to be next to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, a great first date spot is is any place that lets you kind of be next to her yeah. and you could touch, you know, appropriately, but yeah, touch, yeah. interact, sure. yeah. feel closer. And uh, anyway, so that's where I'm going tonight. The other West room Village. is my favorite cocktail yeah. spot. Yeah. I like right. it. Like All it. right. Well, Carl, when, thank you. For, yeah. uh, well, right. when he comes back, he's going to take me and do the coach, the dating coach thing, like uh, at a bar with me. Like, yeah. and he's going to be like whispering in my oh, ear. Like, yeah. we're going to do this. Like, we're going <laughs> to. Ooh. Yeah. That's a great bit. I yeah, like that. It's a good bit. I, I like You need to see his dating coach, by the way, too. You need to see uh, Brent's uh, alter ego. He, um, he is the coach. He has the he's the coach. So yeah. you need to go to his uh, Instagram and check out <laughs> the coach. Okay. Yeah. And picture him being a dating coach, and then uh, I'll let your brain take it where yeah. you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll look forward to that. Thank you guys for having me on so much. It was yeah. a blast. All right. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we are. I'll be sure to follow us on I'll Have a Double Podcast on Instagram and I'll Have a Double on Facebook. And I had podcasts on Twitter. Everywhere you find your podcast, we are there. Thank you, YouTube. Be sure to smash that like button. Subscribe. Leave comments. Ladies, leave comments. I didn't tell yeah. you this, Connell, but most of our listeners, 60% of our listeners are women. 69%. Yeah. They're a majority women, by the way. So <laughs> nice. a lot of women listening. Be sure to comment. And guys, we are out, man. This is one of the most educated shows we've had. I know. Oh I've yeah, so I've, I've, I've sponge. I, I want to say I've learned a lot, but I feel like we're like the same person. Oh, I here feel we like go. I, oh, yeah. my God. I know a lot of these right. things. Yeah. Brent's book will be oh, out. Okay, Brent. Here we go. Yeah. Write a book. Okay, bud. Be like Brent, everybody. Be like. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. I am Wandy. I am Rick Grable. I am Jesse Cool. That is Connell Barrett, and we will see you guys later. You could have been checking out any podcast in the world, but you're checking it out ours, and we appreciate that. And we'll see you later. Peace.